Okay, if you go back to Perik Tes Pasuk Nundalid, Avimelech is fighting in his last battle. And in Pasuk Nun Gimel, the Isha Achas from the top of the tower drops a Pelach Rechev on his head, which is a fatal blow. Taris es Golgoltoi, which means he's going to die from this wound very quickly. He realizes it and he calls his assistant over and asks him to perform euthanasia, I guess. Mercy killing. So, mercy killing is Osir. The Ramah and the Machaber bring down that if a person is dying, even if he has a few seconds left to live, and you do anything that causes him to die early, that's considered Ritzicha, even if he's a Gaisis already. It's a Trefa, it's not Misev De Adam, it's still Misev De Shemayim, it's still very Usr. And the Gedder Trefa versus Gaisis is a big Sogia, not for now. Uh, even if you say Tarit says Golgotha, he's a trefa, it's still Lasser. And yet he calls him over. That's not so shocking. Avimelech wasn't that from, especially in the Ritzicha department. Why is it also trefa? Can't kill a trefa. It's still Lasser. It's Misa De Shemayim, as a matter of fact. All the Coolers, can't call them coolers, uh, trefa and a grumman, uh, tying somebody to a train track, so the train will come, will come. All the sugis, uh, the shayla is, is a misdeodam, misdeshamayim. It's not mutter. And for ben nayach, it's more chamer. We're talking about yidin over here, but it's also, you can't do it, and uh, it's a problem, leyeleinu, end of life issues, even to touch a geisis, bechlal, to touch them might cause neshamas, very fragile at the moment. The body's fragile and the shaman's about to leave. And the heter is of trying to help the patient stay alive longer, if that is applicable. But again, that's a big sugya, not for now here. It's clear he's going to die. He's a geisis, probably also a trefa, but it's still lesser. And he calls him over and he says, quickly, draw your sword and finish me off. Not because he's in pain. I'm sure he was in a lot of pain. He spells it out in the Pesach. And that was considered a busha, big bizayin for a warrior like him. And he complies. And he kills him. So the fact that Avimelech asks, again, he wasn't... <coughs> A shamer halacha in terms of uh, and things involving violence, and it was all about his covet, and that's why he got into this mess in the first place. So it's not so surprising who this fellow was. He's in the army, he's his personal assistant, and although you have to ask Shailas and realize that whatever your commanding officer says is what you should do, and quickly, unless it's against the din. I'm not here to tie on him. We're here to understand, assuming he was a Yid and he was from, what's with the request and what's with the compliance? He'll say in the army, they don't have time to think. If you say jump, the question is, how I? Okay. 
Maybe, but that's in Napoleon's army, not in the Yiddish army. And this has to be Alpidin. We're going to discuss, should never be Nagea, what the heter here might be, euthanasia is also. And in this country, the downward pressure, euthanasia and their gather is you can't play tennis anymore. And therefore, what good is it? That's a problem, and it's been going in the wrong direction for a long time, and it's only getting worse. And state by state, they're legalizing these things or part thereof. So you have to be aware that you need a lay lane a patient advocate, and you have to fight, and you have to scream and yell. And in New York, it's still uh, mutter to say something and stop something. But this is a problem. We'd like to think this is a sugi and shaft and peric test. The is not our problem, not in our backyard, but it's not true. Yeah? He hasn't been raised. That's, I'm about to get into that. Who was Din Reidif on who? The easy answer, if that's what you're suggesting, is Avimelech has Din Reidif because he's the one causing this battle in the first place, and all the bloodshed is because of him. And had he not wanted the job, and he not been Reidif covered, and he not been interested in killing his family and getting Shechem involved, we wouldn't be here. So he's a Reidif. That would be a grape shot, and there are those that will suggest it. My problem with it is the fellow is beyond severely wounded. She dropped a huge stone on his head. He's not a radif anymore. He was a radif for a few years. He's been shafed for a few years. If there was a point in time when he stopped being a radif, I'd say it was five minutes ago when the thing dropped in his head. He's not going to hurt anybody now. So why is he a red diff now? So we're going to bring down the suggestion and we'll go to the Rambam and we'll see some of the background of why this us in the first place, as well as the original Issa the Bnei Shechem did of hiring hitmen to get rid of the other 70 sons. So we're going to go over all that now in the Rambam. But unfortunately, this sugi is very real here in the United States of America, as it is in the rest of the Western world, where they're so advanced, they're deciding who should live and who should die, and why tennis is the cutoff point, or golf, or whatever the case may be, and what quality of living is, and that's been a problem for a while, but it's really gotten bad in the last few years. Yeah? He has the ability and the will to, to instruct other people to, to carry out... He's talking, yeah. No, but I'm saying that he, so he wouldn't be considered a really even because he can't do it with his bare hands. Like, we call it Hilly, you know, he didn't kill anybody with his bare hands, but he instructed people to... Yes, he still has the power to give commands, but he's clearly not going to be around for more than another few minutes or a few hours. Would he have the inclination to start giving orders to get that tower down and kill that lady? Maybe. Maybe he'll be vindictive, even though he's dying. He said, how dare she? And all the people in the tower are all of Mary Bamachus, and we should get them down, so maybe. Maybe if he'd stay around for a few hours, he'd have the power to do that. That's, uh, that's a possibility. Can't do it physically. Clearly, he wasn't able to fall on his own sword. Either was Shaul Lahavdu, but Shaul already is Machlik in the Medrash. He already had Lashem Shamayim, and he didn't want to fall into the hands of the enemy. They should be torturing him. It should be a Chil Hashem. He's Melch Yisrael. That wasn't his consideration. He says in the Pasuk, he himself said, Pen Yermu, that Isha Raksa. That's going to be a bizillion for me. He's worried about his own covet. But yeah, that's a possibility. It could be hours, could be minutes, could be a couple of days. So uh, it certainly is possible. Pasuk 
Nun hey, let's just finish the parak, then we'll go to the Rambam. Vayiru ish Yisrael kimeis avimela vayecha ish lemkaimai. So a riot to what you just suggested is that the war was pretty much over because the main protagonist was hit in the head very clearly, severely wounded and very clearly going to die. But the Pasuk reports that everybody finally went home when he died, meaning when he was killed. So that tells you in the minutes or hours in between, the army was still engaged or waiting to be engaged. So perhaps they're waiting for an order. Get the tower down. Fight till the end. So bring Uriah. That the Pasuk only says everybody went home when they saw clearly the year you should Then now he's dead, meaning this fellow took a sword out and killed him. It's not Mukhach Zariah. That's why I still think it's a, it's a bit of a Chiddush. If we look at Atta, specifically had himself propped up in a way that nobody could even know because he knew that once they saw that he was mortally wounded. That's an interesting, yeah. That's an interesting Raya. The, the issue with that, just how that played out, he stayed propped up because he didn't want more people to get killed. It's also pretty clear at the end of the story they retreated. Everybody went home. So I think what he wanted, what he hoped for in the best case scenario was an orderly retreat. It's a disorderly, disorderly retreat. Everybody's going to get killed as they're falling back. So yes, he did that in order to save lives, to his credit. One of the only things to his credit. But I don't know if he imagined that this battle would be, in terms of the offensive, be going on much longer. But if it wouldn't, at least they should figure out how to get out of this alive. So, over here, they're just waiting around. They saw he was hit. He was standing outside the ground floor of the tower. I have to imagine that they saw that this fellow took out a sword and killed him, which is part of the problem over here. If there's no heter, okay, maybe this kid didn't know. The other people standing around, you'll say, all the people around Avimelech weren't too lettered in terms of their halachic knowledge in Yerushalayim. I agree with that, but... That's why it's so important. This is never mutter for honor, for covered, for what we perceive as uh, suffering. And it's different than prolonging suffering when it's not necessarily a chiv, and that's um, a whole Shabbos afternoon sugi. But over here, just for the honor of uh, dying like a warrior, it's a foreign concept, and uh, we don't really... Uh, Subscribe to the whole notion of why he thought he should be fighting in the first place, let alone how he's going to die. He was wrong from beginning to end. So, this Pasuk of Yerish Yisrael Kimei Savimelech, Lamaisa, the war really only stopped when he was dead. So that's the raya you could perhaps bring, that as long as he's alive, people are going to die, and therefore he's a raidif, and I think that's certainly possible. Yes? It meant the various shvatim. A lot of people over here from I mean, it's general. It, it's not lafuke. You're asking, is it coming to exclude? Well, we had those uh, brothers who got involved over here until they were thrown out of the city. They weren't didn't. So 
maybe it's to emphasize that unfortunately the war had continued and it was only involving Jews. That's a possibility. Gal and his friends were gone. They weren't even killed. They were just shoot out of the city. So now it really was only involving Yidin, which 99% of the people involved were Yidin in the first place. So I think it just means the general hodgepodge of this group not really representing anybody in particular, because they weren't, even though he was, we'll get back to later, he was listed, according to many of Yishenim, as a sheifet, which is one of the biggest chidushim over here, is that for all of our lack of understanding of what he was thinking in the first place, and all the terrible things he did, the three years he was ruling, so to speak, even if it wasn't all of Klai Yisrael, and certainly the from elements and the people further away weren't really gerizim. him. But the government was being run by him, and Lamaisa, he did a good job in whatever else had to be done. Not excusing the way he got here and the fact that he didn't do tshuva and step down. But if you can enlist him as a shefet, then he had to have at least done the administrative duties of a shefet and fought whatever battles against the guy. And we don't have any record of any big war that being attacked. There's no problems over here. Hashem didn't have to send an enemy to wake them up. But there were always going around who were causing trouble, and there had to be a police force, and there had to be law and order. And the Radak's going to comment in the next parag that we have no Rai, he didn't do that, and we have every Rai he did, because the pus is going to have to say, the next shape it is, sounds like there's a sequence and there's a line over here. So that's the good news. That's the only good news we have in this parag, besides the good news that now the war is over. But about him, that's the, he wasn't completely, we've had kings that weren't Yidin at all, Bayashani, and they did nothing for the Yidin. There's nothing good to report. They were complete puppets of the Romans, and they never missed an opportunity to kill people and destroy the fabric of society. Avimelo didn't do that. That's why there's a Havmina to count them in the list and maybe a Maskana. Fascinating description for the last Pasuk of the Perik that this is a fulfillment we saw before of the Klola that he got when the remaining son who gave him heavy Musr and begged them to do tshuva and call it off three years ago. They didn't, but he told them there's going to be bitter battle and a lot of animosity between you, the people of Shechem, and Avimelech, who you just elected, and supported, and Kachavi, and you're all going to be killed, and Kachavi. He destroyed the city, and he destroyed them, and they killed him. So all that was fulfilled. The Pasuk ends off, Yashav Elokim as Raz Avimelech. What he did was completely wrong, and even though he would imagine, as he mentioned, that I'm going to over-explain it, but if you ask Avimelech in an interview, what are you doing killing the rest of your family. He said, they're all a Marber Malchus. They should have recognized I should be king. No, he shouldn't be king. We don't have any kings. We have Shevtim ad hoc, and nobody's running for the job. And they were just trying to help out and run the country with 70 people. His whole Taina in his uh, election speech on his soapbox was, you want one person running the country? You want 70 people running the country? He said, well, it's not much to do. So if you have paperwork, why not have 70 people do it? The Taina was ridiculous to begin with, and certainly to go have them murdered was uh, something imported from the way the Umasalam operate, and it's not right. That's an understatement. So, with all that, the murder and 
the general upheaval that he caused. The Pusik emphasizes Asher Asad La'aviv. Isn't that interesting? He violated Kibarav in the worst way. His father was the tzaddik who refused any vestige of royalty when they offered it to him. And there was a genuine offer, and he wasn't interested. He said, I'm not here to rule you, I'm going home, I'm retiring, you have to fight a battle, Mokum Shainish, I did the job, and remember he had to be convinced three times by the Malach Senpai Kosh Baruch Hu, that he's the man, he didn't think he was the man, and he did it, and I'm going home. And the irony of irony is that his son is the one who's the only quote-unquote shofet, if he was a shofet, who it's clear he didn't do anything up here, learning he wasn't. He was the only one who grabbed power and that was an affront to everything his father stood for. And of course the fact that, as the Pasuk states, he wiped out all his father's children, which is worse than lack of kibarav. But it undid basically everything his father worked for in his lifetime, raising the family, leading Klai Yisrael, showing a very positive example of not running for COVID and power. And he undid everything. So it's fascinating that the Perik ends with this description that besides the Avla of the Ritzicha and the civil war he triggered, it was an Avla to his father. So that's a uh, fascinating insight. You would think somebody does something so bad, why should we talk about Kibbut Av? We're talking about Ritzicha. The answer is they're not mutually exclusive, and uh, one triggered the other one, and both avlas are noted, and ends up with the avla against his father. Let's go to the Rambam. Interestingly enough, soon we're going to have, when I say soon, the next uh, few weeks, we're going to get to Yiftach, who is also the son of, well, we're going to try to figure out the son of who. It was a kosher marriage, but not the regular child. Uh, describes her in different terms. And he goes on to be a um, regular, normal, accomplished shefet, meaning he leads them into battle. He wasn't looking for the job. He was an ishalom be'etzim. When they started fighting with him, he actually moved away, so they shouldn't have to fight. And then when they asked him to come back, most people would say, now you want me. And he's going to spell that out only to clear the air, and he's going to go fight for them. He makes a big mistake with his daughter, with the nether at the end, but he's a tzaddik. So that's going to be the contrast. Yes, there's one more, and it's a very different outcome. Let's see the Rambam in Hilchitz Ratzayach, Shmir Sanefesh, Perik Beis. Page one, it's uploaded a while back for those listening. So let's first go to the issue with hiring what we call a hitman uh, to get rid of people. So that's like killing a treifa. It's not direct. Killing a treifa is slightly lower, but still with Sicha because of the gavra, that he's not totally a treifa, is alive, but not to the full extent. Still also, and it's still with Sicha. Interesting enough, a trefer can live 12 months. He can be walking around, look very healthy. A guy says he's going to die within three days. He looks very unhealthy, and he's more alive halachically than the trefer. And what the difference is, we, uh, I think it's recorded in the Sanhedrin Shirim on Sunday morning, about uh, eight years ago, something like that. There's a, a big sugi about it. And here we're talking about hiring somebody to kill somebody else. Normally, of a klal, ein shaliach ledvar 
So technically we can't pin any Avera on the Mishaleach and it's on the Shliach. Machlekes and the Sugya Machlekes Yishayinim if the Shaliach doesn't know he's a Shagig does it go back to the Mishaleach? The Gemara gives us far a Divri Rav Divri Atalma Divri Mishayimim. So I didn't know he's going to do it. What he listened to me for? So if he's a shaygeg, many argue the obvious svara would be he didn't know what he was doing, and therefore he didn't know it was us, or he didn't know what the plan was, and he realized he'd be accomplishing a betzicha. I just told him to drop something in the guy's coffee, and he asked me what it was. I said, "Oh, it's just a, a pill of vitamin C to help him along in his day. Uh, it's not cyanide or something like that." Rahman Laslan, and the guy's a total shaygeg. So then you can't say divir av divir atama divir mishemim. So why did he listen to me? He listened to you because he thought it was vitamin C. So, Shaila, is, is that the Svara bottom line of the Sugya, or is it a Gezeris HaKasuv, and it never goes back to the Meshaleach? That's the technicality, is the Meshaleach an actual Rotseach? But, as you'll see from the Ram right now, he's the Rotseach on record, because he sent him. Which could be very dangerous unless you're Daniel and you have an ace, and the Ari all of a sudden is not so hungry. If you remember the lions by Daniel weren't fed for a few days before he was sent in. So normally that's a death sentence. And then the lion kills him. That's an interesting one. It's a big machlekes achreinim, and the dukim from the Rambam are fascinating, but again, not the main sugi. Is a suicide, Rahmul Islam, regular betzicha, or is there something else? The easy way, you ask most people, they would say, yeah, it's betzicha, he killed himself. It's a regular betzich. It doesn't sound like that from this Rambam. It sounds like there's a different iser, very related. It's from a different pusik. It's a pasuk in Pashas Nayach, and there's Lotzirzach and Aseris the Dibris. Sounds like they're two different things. You say no, you need another pasuk to say that even the person himself, he does not bite less on himself, just like he can't kill somebody else. Killing somebody else is taking away his his rights, his civil liberties, and it's an avlaw. It's killing himself. Maybe it's mutter. It's even suicide. But it's really betzicha. Others say, no, the Rambam's telling you it's Cain betzicha, like everything else on the list, and the Rambam is giving you the chedushim over here, where it's not exactly betzicha, as the Rambam will say, it's still a misadei shemayim. It's extremely bad, and besides the waste of human life, obviously, it's called a shevech damim, as the Rambam goes on to say. Kalechan me'elu shevech damim hu v'ovon hariga biyadoi v'chayim misa l'shamayim. He's not a regular Adam, but close enough, based him. So the Ram has an interesting mix over here of a person who hires, who sends somebody to kill someone. It's the difference between sending somebody and paying him, by the way. Paying him is even worse. It puts it closer to the Mishaleach, although it's still not the actual Maisaritzicha. And then the suicide where he did the Maisaritzicha or Shvichas Damim with his hands. And the other ones are slight grama, perhaps, as Havamina. It's close enough. It's Misdei Shemayim. So call him a Adam instead of Shefer Dam, instead of a Rotseach. The Ramam is here to tell you it's Shvichas Damim and it's a Chiyiv Misdei Shemayim. Yes? The Ramam was going to call Echad Me'ilu on that 
meaning the, the second category which is very close to Ritzicha is called Shvichas Dam, and we label him as a Sheva Dam. Also. It is Misa Shemayim, sure. It's not Misa Dam. We don't take him to Basin and kill him even if he's dying slowly. Well, Misa Shemayim means many different curries and Misa Shemayim many different gradations. So, uh, see, he's Chaya, meaning we, in Shemayim he's registered as a murderer, just it's Fein Dinim, there's a Shefech Damim murderer and a Ratzayach. The Shaila with the Nafkaminas are big, big Arichas and the Achreinim. But the Ramam is putting him with the, we put the Grama Garmi situation of uh, tying him up in front of a lion and the like, where it's also not a direct Misa. Next page, Shliach. All these categories, Lashen Drisha, meaning Hashem is going to be Derish, Hare Dinam Moser Lashamayim. Dalid, Vacholelu, Harats Hanukietza Baham Shana Machia Mrs. Bastin, Imratza Melech Yisrael Lahargam. This is unusual. This is one of the special dinim of a king. A Melch Yisrael is not above the halacha, he's supposed to be upholding the halacha. And any dinim he has that are unusual, like this one, are for Tikanilam, the real Tikanilam, not the one bandied around recently. And the Melech is supposed to keep law and order. So if you have an Ovid of Arazar and he's not a Mesus and Medir, he's minding his own business and he's not dangerous for people's Ruchnius, and it's between him and Akash Baruch Hu, then if we don't have proper Edoms, the Melech doesn't step in and kill him. Same thing for Machal Shabbos or anything in that category. If you have a Rotzeach and he still wants to be a Rotzeach, it wasn't a one-time crime of passion and the Melech assesses that he's dangerous, but he's smart enough not to be Makabal Hasra. He only has it with one aid, or Edis Miuchedes, and the guy's looking in this window and the other window, but they didn't see each other, all the other technicalities. Then the Melech has the right, based on his assessment of how dangerous this is to society, or the Man Yishmu Viro, to kill him, even though based in Kanat. And that's what the Ramam is bringing down over here. Now, it's interesting, the din melech over here is a din in leadership that the government has to make this tikkun oilam and tikkun for society to keep people safe. If the melech is not doing it, there is no melech, and the Sahedrin feels that they have to do it, then they are empowered and mechuyiv to do it as well. And the Deri Deris, the base then assumed that role. The Sugya Shamati, Shabesim, Makavanshin, Shalom, and Adin. One time, even in the Chil Shabbos department, they took somebody who rode on a horse and gave him a Malkas. A horse is not his Deresa, Chaynes Yatzatzma. A person who was a Puritz and they gave him Malkas. Those are the Mars examples. Basin has to keep side in order. And there wasn't a Ratzeach. It's a person who did a Parabim with Chutzpah and there was a danger that society would learn from it and would pollute the air and cause people to do bad things in their Ruchnias, even though it wasn't Ritzicha. So that's the Ram Ahmed. The Basin also is empowered and obligated to carry out a Rosh when it's necessary. Hey, 
If you're not killing the Rotzeach, in all situations, if we know he did it, then we just have a technicality. Remember, Edis Miched is the best example. We have two Edim. You even have two Edim. And they're looking from here and from there, but they didn't see each other. Not a Kad Edis. We know he did it. You can't kill him unless he's really dangerous, in which case you should kill him. But even if you don't, you should punish him and make it clear that we can't have a society of people doing these things. Jail time from here is a concept that could exist, but not the way society applies it today. I'm not saying they have a better way of doing it. Everybody has a bunch of ideas and they have people writing position papers all the time on how we should uh, let everybody out of jail and uh, not put them in jail. And okay, jail's always overcrowded and underfunded and nobody has a perfect uh, answer. We don't put, Klai wouldn't put hundreds of people in jail, wouldn't have this problem. But if you have a serious case like this and he's a Rotseach, there is a suggestion, the Gemara talks about a kippa, where we actually kill him via grandma if he did something involving a chiv curries three times. And here we're talking about a guy who just has to be punished, and he's dangerous, but not dangerous enough that you have to kill him, but you should scare him and give him alchus and maybe put him away for a while, or more than a while, shanam rabbis. And that'll get the message across, keep people safe. And that is what we'd call a jail, but... It wasn't applied like society uses it today. Baruch Hashem, it wasn't uh, necessary. Very sad, uh, among the many sad footnotes. I remember uh, they quoted, I think it was uh, Golda Meir. I quote her usually like I quote Ben-Gurion and everybody else. It's not Lashvach. The early days, she wasn't prime minister then, but I remember this stuck in my head. It just was depressing out of all the other depressing things going on and all the shmad and everything else, she actually mentioned in a cabinet meeting that fortunately, she didn't say Baruch Hashem, that fortunately becoming a very normal state and a normal people, that was unfortunately their whole plan. And her proof that we were normal is fortunately we have our first person in society that we're able to put away in jail. So now we're normal, we have a jail, we even have people in jail, that's how normal we are. Isn't that a great benchmark? Oh. That, why? Uh, there are a lot of people in jail who need a Yeshua, and some of them do tshuva there. We never give up. But can you imagine that's her, there's such a drive to be like all the other nations, take their place among the nations. It's just, we even have people in jail. You can't tell us we're nobody. We got our own flag, we have people in jail. That's such a strange comment. <laughs> okay, but uh, unfortunately, even if they let half the people out of jail, they're still going to be overflowing. It's a problem. We don't know. But, but to say that just shows the thirst to be that that's the benchmark. We're proud of that. So we never had jail as, yeah, we're going to fill them up and have thousands of people there. I'm just mentioning that sometimes we kill the Rotech, even though he doesn't have proper ages. And sometimes you just give Marcus, you put him in jail. It doesn't mean to have thousands of people sitting in jail. It means a jail serves a purpose. If you have a guy awaiting trial, I'm sure they had a jail in the county that had to put him in because you don't want the guy running away. He's a flight risk. 
there was such a thing, but to be proud of it, that that's the benchmark of a normal country, that it's uh, now 1949, 1950, and the good news is, today's report, we finally have somebody sitting in jail. We built jails, waiting for somebody. I, I always like the silver lining. That means they had to look for somebody. Like, it wasn't... <laughs> like, well, we found somebody we're going to put in jail. So they didn't have a thousand people lining up for the job either, because Fry from they had people taking life pretty seriously then. They were trying to stay safe. Now, unfortunately, they have a lot of applicants, and a lot of those dealers are sitting in jail. So if they wanted to be kecharamim, they were moving in that direction, unfortunately. I just thought that the comment, um, she she said it in all seriousness. That was like one of her benchmarks that were going to be part of the UN and part of the uh, world order. Yeah, so we're not looking for that. So we're doing this to keep him out of trouble, keep everybody safe, and more importantly, to send a message. So people shouldn't think they can get away with murder, and next time the people watching, they, he didn't get anything. They didn't get... He wasn't dangerous enough. They think he's going to do it again. They didn't kill him. And then they don't they give Malchus. They don't make it a spectacle. So the other mafiosos might draw the wrong conclusion. As long as I get a hitman and I keep my hands clean, everything's going to be okay. And that's not true. And Bastin has to make sure that people understand that's not true. Vav. Now the Ram makes it clear. Murder is murder. And it doesn't make a difference how old the fellow is, and it doesn't make a difference for an akum. An abortion is a regular chiyamisa, in line with the gramas of chiyamisa for them, and many of these, quote unquote, heterim, where it moves it down a notch, it's only misdei shemayim, by an akum it's misdei adam. But the Ram is talking to Yidin now. Cotton, ben yemei, or one minute old. Bein zacha, bein akeva, reza neregalov im harig bezadon, agaylam harig beshkaga, vahusha kala chadashov. That's if the child is born already and it's a full term pregnancy. Vonaylod pachas mitisha chadashim wasn't full term. We can have a non full term that's kala chadashov because that's all they need. Seventh month and time of the Gemara, eighth month was not viable, but you have to look at each condition. You have to go to an incubator, even though Baruch Hashem, we have the technology for it, and it's usually very safe. That doesn't mean it's called Lachadashov. And that's a Shaila Lagabe when the pigeon Aben is. 30 days from when? Shalom Azamad has a chuva on it from decades ago already, but they had incubators, and he wasn't sure. They decide today you're leaving the incubator. It looked very healthy and rosy. We got 30 days from the time it took him out. That's the birth. You can't say the original thing. It wasn't Kala Chadash. That's a serious Shaila that comes up. Baruch Hashem should come up. And it's a good sign that the baby is now uh, surviving and healthy. Shaila is when the pigeon Aben is. The bris we're not going to do till it's a week after he was completely cleared. But the pigeon Aben is a Shaila. Because we're not sure that it was viable in the first place. And an Ergolab is the Suffolk. Zion. Now we go back to Avimelech and the Geisis, the tray for the euthanasia issue. Person is well, a person is sick. Nate Lamas, a Geisis, he's about to die. 
And that's the sugya, which is extremely complex. How do you define a trefa versus a geisis deshamayim? A geisis b'de adam. I mean, somebody made him to a geisis, but he's still not a trefa. Trefas, the sound bite is when you could define a particular vital organ that has a, uh, a defect or hole in it, something like that, where the person labels the trefa, he can live up to 12 months, he might look healthier than the geisis, and yet the trefa is considered less alive, but alive enough that it's still misa de shamayim, it's just not misa de adam. A geisis, even if he's going to die a minute later, is regular misa de adam. As the Ram explains in Halacha Ches, could be walking around and might not realize he's a trefer. Without an MRI, that's very hard to declare in the time of the Rambam. But sometimes it was obvious. It was a wound that was obvious on the outside, and the doctor said that it can't heal, meaning he's a trefer. Yom said he's going to die from it, maybe in 12 months, but he's not going to recover. If nothing gets him beforehand. So that's labeled as a trefer today with an MRI, with Oktan, they can see more of the internal organs. It doesn't make a difference. You can't end the life even a minute early. And whether he's a geisis or a trefa is the only nafkamina from Misa B'de Adam and Misa Shemayim, which today with Asahedrin is not going to make a nafkamina. The Ramam doesn't even spell out that euthanasia is usur because the term was created by the liberal thinkers who decided that they could figure out what quality of life is, and therefore that can't be with because you can't call that living. The Ramam doesn't even bavarn that because it's so off the radar, it's not Nagaya. The Ramam says, if the guy looks very ill and it's clear he's going to die in the next 10 seconds, there's an Isra Ritzichet to kill him. That's what the Ramam just said, based on the Gemara. So everything else, any other suggestion is off the table. Certainly for the honor that people shouldn't say that a lady killed him. His comment is, uh, Avimelech's uh, comment on Rotson and Dry for COVID is bizarre because there's a battle going on. Just picture the scene. There are thousands of people standing around. They're in the tower trying to burn down the tower, trying to get in. And the lady, Bifnei drops this huge stone on his head. Everybody saw that. Now he's going to call over the kid and says, can you come here and finish me off? I don't want people to say the lady killed me. They're going to say it. So the covet Hamadum over here in his mind says, yeah, but if one person less is Mesupic maybe that you killed me, then that's better for me. That was his drive for covet. More people saw the stone drop on his head than whatever happens afterwards. But he said, just tell my uh, team, the guy writing up the biography, that you killed me. It all matters what goes in the biography. It doesn't make a difference what everybody saw. So that's a, that's a sickness itself. But that's what he asked them to do. Uh, was there a heter? It depends on your terrorist. Maybe you can still tell people to fight and fight to the end and cause more damage, in which case this young man did the right thing because Avimelech is the one who caused the whole problem in the first place. Let's go to the Peliates, just have a few minutes. After all this violence, I need a little more musr, even though that was a lot of musr of what Redifus Uncovered does for you.
Somebody told me he was once at a town meeting and they were discussing nothing much. Not this town. A different state. And the reason he had to be there. He said it was the spall. It went for two hours. They had a whole agenda and they weren't really discussing anything of importance at all. But every time somebody got to say something, they mentioned to the secretary, just get this down in my name. You got my spelling? The whole meeting was about whatever Chachma had to say. Just write this down and get this. You got that? Now I'll speak slowly. If you live like that, you can't possibly accomplish anything because you can't make a decision because you always want to make sure they're spelling everything right and you're saying something politically correct and they like you. And that's a good way never to accomplish anything in life. So I think we all would have suggested that Avi Melech take the last few minutes of his precious life and say Shema and Vidu and Duchuva. For all I know, I'd like to end in a puzzle now. Maybe he did. After he told the guy to kill him, he said, You got your sword? Yeah, okay. That's sharp enough? Fine. Just give me two minutes. Maybe he did say Shema. He held himself to be from another area. So I'm not saying he didn't, but he certainly wasn't thinking about only Ruchnius in the final moments of his life. He's thinking about what they're going to write in the biography. That's not a way to accomplish anything in Bruchnius and not even Be'la uh, Mazeb. So, the perfect segue, a page, Ayan Reish Bays, not to be confused with Reish Ayan Bays, which we spell Rov, which we don't want to spell. So, Ayan Reish Bays, I'm just reminding you so you know how to find the page, before Reish Ayan Gimel. The bottom paragraph, Yishev Hadas. So, the impediment to Yishev Hadas is what we just left off with. If you're always worried about how it looks and you're covered and you're not concerned about the ruts in Hashem and trying to figure out only based on one benchmark in life, what does Hashem want? And if that happens to dovetail with what the people want, wonderful, and one less fight. And if it doesn't, that's not my problem, that's their problem. And if they want to know why, let them look in Shulchan Aruch. And the... Avoid in life is to care less about what people think if the people that are doing the thinking are not based on Das Terah. And if it happens too often that you're too nervous, maybe you should get yourself a different group of friends because it's going to drag you down. And if they understand at the end that you're trying to do it right, so then that'll be a source of encouragement for them and for you. So the title here is Yishev Adas, and lack of Yishev Adas is caused by many things in life. Most of it boils down to COVID. You'll say, wait, isn't the main culprit money? So I remind people, you can't eat money. You can only buy COVID with it. So at the end of the day, the lack of Yishev Adas is because of COVID. And walking around all bent out of shape, they're not giving me enough COVID. Do they realize who they're talking to? They realize who I am. And what can buy me covered, and what could the fellow yesterday in the, uh, I don't want to say it on the film, but the reason I said it yesterday, sorry, I apologize, guys. Uh, you weren't here either, but I could see you afterwards. But we had a Misa where somebody took something he shouldn't have taken in terms of a credit card number or something like that. Not here. And um, he spent a lot of money on food in a restaurant, and nobody can eat that much. So it was clear that he invited all his friends. So what would drive a person who otherwise is normal to steal a credit card and spend $1,000 on a meal treating all his friends? If you're treating your friends, then you're trying to do a chesed. So why would you steal money? That would be a mitzvah of Baal The answer is, if you'd interview him, he'd say, yeah, it's a big chesed. These people need some shawarma to pick them up a little bit. 
good shawarma, it's a good way to get people in a good mood. That's not the real motivation over here. Obviously, the motivation was, I need friends, and I want friends. I'm going to buy my friends. The only problem is I can't afford it. Okay? That's where credit cards come in. Ah, the credit card doesn't have my name. That's a temporary problem. So, what's driving all that? What caused him to do such a Geneva? Covered. He's trying to buy friends. He didn't go out. He didn't buy his own car. He treated his friends to dinner. That comes from Covered. You want to buy friends. So the real way to make friends is out of deep respect. And if you do the right thing in life, ultimately you'll have friends and you'll have the right friends. That's the difference. And anything else is just um, will cause tremendous agitation, a lack of Yishev Adas. Yishev Adas, who hech rechi me'oid la'avedis And the opening line, which is all we have time for, but we had a very good introduction Yishev Adas is not just a nice thing for your health and longevity, which it is helpful for. It's crucial for Avedis Hashem. You can't learn, concentrate, and daven with kavana and do the right things lishma without Yishev Adas. And if you're always worried about your covenant and what everybody else thinks, you're not going to have Yishev Adas. Have a good week. Mitzvah Hashem will continue tomorrow night upstairs.